Bing Bong. The witch is dead. What the fuck is up, y'all? This is Adam Pecora, and you have tuned in to Requiem for a Tuesday. How the fuck are ya? I am feeling pretty goddamn good. Because he's gone. He's finally gone for real. Aaron Rodgers has officially been traded as of today, Monday, April 24th. Uh... It's about fucking time. And also, here, my only real thing to say about this is they took all this time and the trade is bullshit. They're just swapping firsts, which is like, they're like a few picks apart. And the Packers basically net a second round pick this year and next year. And that next year's will probably turn into a first. Uh, But the fact that they're swapping this year is like... Who's that for? That doesn't really do anything for anybody. Whatever. I, it doesn't matter. He's gone. And that's what does matter. Torture. Uh, since, you know, before I was even an adult, that man has just been ruining my life. So, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Arriva Dirch. And, you know, bye. Go the Jets I'm sure it won't go well too I can't imagine it going well uh the parallels to Brett Favre also going to the Jets it's all ridiculous it's like if you become I get it though like if you become the Green Bay Packers starting quarterback it's like that's a whole nother weird world Green Bay Wisconsin Everything about that whole situation, it's all just very strange. So, you know, maybe after 20 years of tearing it up, you've completely lost your mind. I could see all that. You know, even if it's even if you're a smaller market team, like if you're in Jacksonville, at least there's a beach. It's you know what I mean? Like the winters aren't the worst in the country, perhaps. You know, there's things that you can make do with. Whereas Green Bay, Wisconsin is like, what am I even rich for? <laughs> you know, is it, aren't people forced to live in places like this? Anyway, rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday. Give me five stars. The heart on Spotify, everybody with all their stupid little fucking symbols and rules. And look, I don't want to ask for this, (laughs) you know? Just want to come on here and scream. That's all that I'm in it for. But for people to find this thing, you know, you just got to have other rates. And it doesn't even matter if they're fake or not, which is why it's all annoying. So, bot me. I don't care. I'm just not going to pay for bots. Some A generous guy who can do bots, bot me up. Let's go. <laughs> Straight to the top. Uh, so, yeah. Leave comments or whatever. Rate. Review. And smash that sub, baby. Uh, there's a YouTube account. We got lots of good stuff. Multiplex, April 29th. This week and Sunday, 
All False Noise, our first album, re-released onto streaming. It's gonna, it's good. It's a good time. So seven year anniversary of that. It's finally, it's finally back. Little bit of remixing and whatever. Uh, there's merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Justice has microwave minutes going strong. He's got some music coming out in the near future as well. Uh, all accessible by the beautiful links in the description below. Enjoy them, please. Check everything out. Lots of goodies. Lots of goodies. So speaking of goodies, last week, your boy took took the week off. It was a slow week. Um, not really, but, you know, I needed it. What can I say? You don't pay for this. Uh, succession and Barry just going strong as ever. I just want to shout out in the debut, I believe it was the first episode of Barry. Either way, there was just that great shot of him getting hit in the head by that guard. It might've been the second episode, but the way it was just the close up of his face and then the blood streaks down is real like Hitchcocky and, you know, Bill Hader film nerd shit. Wonderful shot. Uh, same as always though incredible pace the episode ends you're like I just want more and I have no idea where it's going same with succession I mean my jaw hits the floor 10 times an episode they are just on fucking Mach 11 a whole nother tier I don't even know how to explain it Uh, just fucking ripping these episodes to shreds Blowing your expectations out of the water week after week. Just building towards something amazing and you don't know what it is. Uh, It really does remind me of watching the end of Breaking Bad happen live. Where it's like, how is every week the best episode of the show? You know? Like, what's the best episode of the succession so far? Season four, episode five. It'll probably be season four, episode six. Now, is that ultimately how it's going to lay out? No, but that's how it feels every week. They just keep topping it. The tension just lays thicker and thicker. Uh, Just phenomenal stuff. So had to get my weekly shout outs there. You know, you know what it is. So let's move on. To a couple things I did see real quick here. Just shout out to Keanu Reeves for having un- unbelievable cardio skills. I mean, finally saw John Wick 4 and just the endurance level just to film some of those scenes. It's like, You know, even if you had a week to do this, it just seems like no matter what, that's that's just a pain in the ass. That just seems brutally taxing. And you know, this is probably the first time the first time for real where a movie has truly felt like a video game. And like there's moments where movies do play off of that type of vibe very well, but I mean, John Wick 4 was literally just like, they just keep coming from unexplicable places, and it's kind of explained why and how. Uh, 
but even in the same realm of like they keep coming but only after you beat the re- the quote unquote reasonable amount that they put in front of you first either way you take on six guys and then you take on six fresh guys you know so no matter what it's just like no human being could ever do this uh i of course have always loved that they're just like yeah the suits are kevlar don't worry about it like Stop asking questions. Just watch it. You know? Yeah, he can get shot a billion times. It doesn't matter. Like, we're not going to make this a thing where you're supposed to believe this is possible. There's none of this here. Um, The third John Wick, I felt, was just, like, too much about lore and, like, we're going to world build all this out. And look, it seems like they're still going to do the spinoff movies and whatever that are all stemming from it. So look, hey, if it's all going to work out for your grand Wick universe, then that's fine. But it didn't even really help out that much in this movie, I feel like. Like, you're kind of just like, oh yeah, there's the hotel and it's where the assassins stay and there's some kind of coin or whatever. But either way, all this is kind of silly. And, you know, they took away a lot of the terminology elements, I feel like. I don't know. Maybe I need to rewatch the third one. But my memory of it was just like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? And it seems like in John Wick 4, they were like, why are these people talking so much? There's no reason for anybody to really have any conversations in these movies at all. And they pretty much don't now. It's like exposition chat, villain does exposition, John Wick shows up, and everybody just fights for the next 30 minutes. And John Wick 4 is probably, let's see, it's it's just under three hours long. It's probably three... 40 minute fights and then like 20 minutes of them setting up each fight. And it still just, you know, keeps taking place the same story. They they're like get the dog out of here. The dog's being watched by Lawrence Fishburne, which great. What a lucky dog. And it's like, okay, John Wick shows up here to ask one guy for a favor. Everybody knows he's there. He fights 3,000 people. (laughs) Then John Wick shows up to the next place to get the next favor. Same thing. He fights a couple million people. And then the last one is like, okay, John Wick has a duel to finally be at the end. But it's just like, here's what's annoying is that the whole plot of all of these John Wicks is that he wants out. Like he was out. They kill his dog. So he's back in. And then via the events of everything, he's just deeper and deeper back in because he just keeps killing more and more people, right? But then in this one, they're like, okay, you're as out as you could possibly be. But there's one last way for you to get in and you'll be fully out forever. It's like, well, couldn't we have skipped a bunch of steps, you know? And just gone to straight this because it seems like this is all he really wanted the whole time. So that's my biggest pet peeve with it is like, oh, so this was just a resolution the whole time. A very convenient and easy resolution. And I will say the way it ended up shaking out was pretty disappointing. 
I think the movie's been out long enough that I can say it, but I will preface it by saying that I'm going to say it. So this is me dragging it out and letting you know that I'm about to tell you what happens. So there's a duel with a villain who's new. It's Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, right. The younger one. And whatever. He's a comic Bond villainy. His accent's silly and whatever. And he doesn't seem very competent. Or there's not really any reason why anybody should listen to this guy. Uh, they kind of play him like he's established, though. And he is supposed to be. He's like a guy who calls all the shots for the high council or whatever. Dumb, I know. Uh, it's the most straight-to-DVD element of these movies that has stayed in, and it wasn't even in the original that was supposed to be straight-to-DVD. So it's funny how all that works out. Uh, he's just not very convincing or threatening. It just seems like all of these guys should just shoot this guy. But he has, like, a high position or whatever. But he doesn't seem competent in any way. And he doesn't seem like he could fight. So the fact that the fight is then him versus John Wick seems very silly. Uh, also, in a logical part, when they set up this duel, John Wick gets to pick the location. Why would he pick a location that's really far away? Obviously, to set up a lot more fights while he gets across the city. But... If that's what's then going to happen, why would he not just set the fight where he is? I get it. It's a movie, and you want it to be cinematic. But just saying, you pick the location. Pick a better location. Not with a bunch of stairs. But that was a great set piece, so it's fine. But yeah, and then... He just tries to shoot John Wick, and John Wick didn't shoot his gun. He takes a bullet, and then he caps the guy. But then John Wick dies, and, uh, you know, maybe. they could Very easy to make the case in a new movie. Oh, we just buried an empty casket. Oh, we knew he was there the whole time. He's with Lawrence Fishburne. You know, like a million ways to go about it. If Keanu Reeves did end up returning, they could do... Chapter 5, it doesn't mean he needs to be in it. He could be in it via flashback scenes or something. A million ways to go about it. Uh, like John Wick Chapter 5 prelude or some shit. Overall, a ton of fun. Beautiful choreography. The music to the neon, to the water always. Just magical stuff. Uh but 30-minute fight scenes every time. And they just come in hordes and waves, and he just beats them all. <laughs> it's hol it's hilarious. Like, to a point, the fights drag out to a point to where it's like, this isn't even effective anymore. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, we get it. He's just doing the same moves over and over again. You get close, and then you spin around while you're holding a gun against. Then you flip it, and you shoot guys close range. And it's all very cool, but it's like, all right. I understood what you're doing 35 guys ago. You, we can move it on just a little. Just a little. Like, sh shred 10 minutes off of the total fights of these movies. This movie. And we're, we're, in a, we're at a, a, a minus. But uh, solid B plus. I don't know why I'm doing 
letter grades. Not a letter grade guy. Uh, if I were to develop a full-scale movie ranking or scoring review website of some kind, I would use a full 10-point scale with single-digit decimals. Like Pitchfork does albums, I guess, would be a good way to do it. So, in that case, this would not be a B+. Solid 8.2, probably, for John Wick 4. Solid B. It was also, I will say, uh, very sad to watch Lance Reddick's character die right after he died in real life. And that's very sad. Rest in peace, Mr. Reddick. You'll always be Lieutenant Daniels to me, and that's a positive, good thing. Anyway. Moving on, moving on. So this is Full Tilt Spoilerville because I saw this movie on Saturday and it came out on Friday. And odds are you haven't seen it yet. And odds are you don't really need to. Not that that's an indictment upon this movie. So we're talking Evil Dead Rise. If you know me, you know that I love Sam Raimi. You know that I love Evil Dead, the original trilogy. I love Ash versus Evil Dead, the series. Uh, Evil Dead 2, in the general horror category, that's a top five for sure for me. Maybe top three. I think that that is an absolute masterpiece the camera work, the creativity, the comedy, the suspense still of it. Uh, I mean, Bruce Campbell's performance, otherworldly stuff all across the board. And whatever year the fucking reboot came out, 2013 or whatever, Fede Alvarez, that fucking hack, although... He made Don't Breathe somehow. Again, I still don't get that because that was a genuinely good movie. He fucking butchered. Evil Dead was horrendous and I hated it. And his new Texas Chainsaw was a disaster and it was horrible. And that, I mean, it, didn't, it had nothing to do with Evil Dead in any way. It was essentially... There's a Necronomicon and we're at a cabin and like we're going to it was like this movie is based on Evil Dead, like not like inspired by Evil Dead. This was not a remake or reboot. And you couldn't even call it a reimagining because it took all the imagination out. And it was like, OK, now this book's just going to possess these people and they're going to kill each other. And it's like, that's not what Evil Dead is. That's not what Evil Dead is. <laughs> So, point being, I was like, this is being marketed in a way that makes this appear as, even though it is labeled as not, a sequel to said reboot. And it's not, thankfully, by the way. Um, it's just, you know, it's a solid effort. <laughs> Is how I'll put it. So let's break it down. So it starts off with a cold open. 
Uh, that doesn't work at all. Frankly, I still don't really get why they did it this way. If any, honestly, I'm just thinking, sorry, I'm thinking about it as it's going on. This part worked the least for this entire movie. There was no reason for this to be a thing really in any way. I mean, I'll explain why in a second. But there is, I just realized. But either way, cold open, kids at a cabin. Um, One of the girls turns into a deadite and kills the two people she's with is essentially all that happens. And then we cut to this like single mom. She has three kids. DJ kid, who's a, a young man. He's the oldest. There's like a non-binary kid who's a girl. <laughs> Which I don't think is technically allowed right but she's a girl and then there's a little girl the mom's like a tattoo artist or something and then there's all these like convoluted unnecessary plot elements this it's like oh they're condemning the building but like why does that matter it's like we got to move soon oh my man uh my husband left it's like none of that matters or is relevant to this like we didn't even need to know it didn't need to be a recent you could just be a single mom with these kids. You guys don't need a new apartment or nothing. It adds no value to the story. Then there's an earthquake. Man, they really went so far to set all this up. And there was no reason. So <laughs> there's an earthquake which opens up a hole like a hole in their parking garage. And then there's like a bank because they it's an old bank building, I guess. And there's a bank vault underneath the parking garage, which is like, yeah, okay. there's a vault that is undiscovered, please. okay. if everybody knows it's a bank building, somebody would have been like, where's the vault during redevelopment? And they would have found it. Anyway, like, you know what I mean? Of all the things, it's like the earthquake could have. Maybe a wall fell down in like a maintenance closet and you went to check it out. It doesn't, whatever. The point being is just like it's so far-fetched and then they don't even fully commit to how crazy Evil Dead can get. It's like, well, why have this lunatic setup? Whatever. He, they find the Book of the Dead in the vault along with some records he plays the records convenient that he's a dj i did kind of like that that was clever he plays the records uh obviously you know what happens next the guy reads from the book this once it's said out loud it casts the spell and the deadites come for everybody but and they do a cool thing. So they allude to the original where like the bridge just disappears. But see, in this one, it's like because of the earthquake that like explains it to them, their stairs are gone in their apartment and the elevator is clearly broken. So normally I would be like, well, why do they need a reason? The dead, you know what I mean? It's it would strike more fear into them first. 
Or like for the bridge, you discover it when you're trying to escape the Deadites, where in this one, they're like, oh, fuck, we're just kind of stuck on this floor even though we need emergency help, and they're not aware yet of what they're in for. So it actually makes sense to explain it to the characters and set up a reason because now they're like, they know they're trapped, but they're like comfortable being trapped, which is an interesting premise, whereas they're not really trying to defend themselves. But they do intentionally keep this on a very small scale. They essentially just wipe out all the neighbors. None of them really turn until the end. Whereas you would think there'd be like an army building and more and more wacky. and Like there's no wacky and zany in this movie. So essentially the mom turns and she's just trying to kill the rest of the family. At one point the sister eventually turns... And then she gets the brother and then they all kind of like merge together. But there's not a ton of like individual moments happening. There's not things happening to people in private rooms. There's not a lot of like psychological stuff. The mom like switches her voice back to normal, but she still looks like a fucking corpse monster. So it doesn't make sense why that's effective on any of the kids. Um, and then the kids try to do it to each other and same thing. It's like, why is this working? I don't care how young anybody in this is like, you're looking at a violent, destructive monster who's bleeding out of their eyes and shit. It's like, come on people. But they keep the scale pretty small throughout the whole movie. Like it never blows up too much. Um, there's a scene where they finally do get in the elevator and then that fills up with blood. And it's like, well, this is kind of evil dead, but you're also literally just taking it from the shining. So that kind of takes me out of it. Um, there's some good stuff with like puns, but like not really. It's played pretty seriously, but still kind of follows more of the rule book of evil dead. It's just a more tame, tame version. Um, and just lower stakes. And I mean, the original is just in a cabin and this one's just in an apartment. Um, but I just feel like with a large budget and stuff like this, I don't know why they felt the need to keep it evil dead one, especially since there was already the reboot. And this is like an unofficial, like spiritual sequel to the reboot. They should have gone bigger with just chaos there just wasn't there just simply wasn't enough chaos i mean like the iconic scene of ash looking in the mirror and he's being choked from the mirror but then he backs away and he's choking himself and just the trickery in that and i understand that like that movie's a masterpiece and sam raimi's a genius and like they had to really work and come up with all of that stuff but there's blueprints there and look maybe the people that worked on it just aren't these like auteur people and this was just a clever concept that they had but it's still just not to the fullest extent of evil dead is i guess what i'm saying i'm not saying they needed to pull off like amazing feats of camera work and trickery and stuff um i just think there should have just been more deadites in more capacities i mean we've seen it manifest in so many ways um more crazy makeup just I mean, there's a fucking skeleton that does the little dance and all that. You know, just things like that. Um, or people just looking insane, like bright white hair with welts and whatever, big nose and all this type of shit. Just more makeup, more fun, more zany. That's that's what I wanted out of it. 
And that's kind of what it didn't get. And then the resolution basically at the end, um, they're fed into a wood chipper. And the main people kind of escape. And then some girl's about to go out to a cabin. And you realize it's the girl from the beginning. And that's how it gets spread out. Which basically just leaves the door open for it to continue. Um, but really, either way, we didn't need that intro. So I don't know. Like, anchoring the movie with that loose little, this is how we keep it open-ended thing. I don't know. Anybody, like, there could have just been a post credit scene like a mid-credit thing or whatever, right after the thing. Listen to my fucking A1 descriptions. Great job, Adam. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. After, like, the initial credit drop, that's, like, 30 seconds usually before it gets to, like, the full below-the-line stuff. Just drop me in a scene of someone else walking down into the parking garage and something happens to them real quick. You know what I mean? Like, either way, that stuff is all throughout that entire building. That whole building is, like, totally fucked. So, somebody else is getting getting corrupted by the evil. Overall, though, a solid effort. Now, this is a lower grade for me. This is, like, a 6.7, roughly. Uh, a valiant effort, no doubt. But just left some things to be desired. That's all I got. Um, I will also say a thing that I've noticed with horror movies, especially lately, is like when they want the intense, silent scene. You know, there's no music. and The tension's way crazier. They stopped... Doing it where like, oh, somebody breathed and somebody heard it. Like the Foley effects and just the sound is so much that like everything is silent, but they're like afraid for it to be fully silent. So you still hear people's footsteps every time they walk and you still hear people breathing. And it's like, well, if the whole thing is as quiet as you're presenting it to be, then it would be really easy to hear this as you're making it really easy for me to hear it. Like, it's really loud because it's the only sound in this movie theater through these crazy speakers. So you're presenting it as if they're all breathing really loudly, and you would think that that would be some kind of consequence. This happened in Scream, too, most recently. Scream 6. And it's like, oh, actually none of the sounds they're making are like indications that they're being noisy. We're just letting you know that they're moving and breathing. And it's like, well, this is, it's on the screen. So I don't know if I'm missing something there, but it's like, I don't know why all of a sudden quiet scenes are now really loud. And then nobody acts like it's loud, though. And it's like, Sure, if all you're trying to do is convey to me that it's very quiet, then just don't make so much loud noise, you know? I mean, seems like a no-brainer to me. Like, have the balls to actually have your fucking scene be silent. Like, things can be quiet for a couple minutes in a fucking movie. People can handle it, okay? And, you know, you keep hearing about... I'm on a rant now. We're tangenting. Thought the episode was over. It's not. 
You keep hearing about, oh, nobody has attention spans nowadays, but people can binge a fucking 10-hour TV show in a weekend or sit down, no problem, to watch back-to-back episodes of Barry. That's an easy hour. Like, we're still watching hour-long TV shows and wanting longer ones. People watch full episodes of podcasts in one sitting or maybe still over time. Fucking John Wick was three hours. Bo is Afraid is three hours. Avatar was three hours. None of this is going anywhere. If anything, longer things are becoming more frequent. And I feel like it's just a cool narrative. Like, attention spans have definitely dropped, but I think it depends on for what. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my attention span has dropped on a YouTube video. I... I don't want to watch a six minute video and then the reveal is the guy gets kicked in the balls or whatever because now people are just better at editing and you can get to the meat of that stuff. But the point is, is like if something is if the length of something is justified and you it needs to be that long to be satisfying and complete and to give you the experience that you're looking for, then there is no correct length. You know what I mean? If something is too long, like after you watched it and you're like, man, they could have cut 30 minutes, then it was the wrong length. But if something's three and a half hours and you're like, well, I enjoyed it and that was great and I was entertained the entire time, then that's how long it needed to be. And I don't even know how it started. You know what I mean? Like what I'm saying. I don't know how I started saying it or why, but that's just how I feel. And everyone's feelings about everything are super important. No matter what the situation or circumstances are, you should drop everything you're doing to listen to me and cater to my needs and feelings. And that's just how the world should be. And that's how Google says it is in other countries. Rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for Tuesday. This has been fun. It's great to be back. Uh, we got some things in the works, couple, not in the works, uh, we got a couple things in the back pocket ready to pot about, couple things to see still, so the list is expanding, the topics are flowing, and I can't wait to scream them into your ears, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, give it a share, on all your favorite social platforms and all that fucking jazz and stupid shit. And remember, I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Calculator.